0: Shanna here, welcoming you to another episode of Worthy Asian, a safe space to talk about generational trauma, Asian parenting styles, and finding our way to healing and knowing our worth. This week I want to talk about discarding, also known as the silent treatment. But first I want to acknowledge that Father's Day just passed this weekend. And that may have been a hard day for some of you. If you haven't listened to my previous episode on when Mother's Day or Father's Day is a hard day and how to grieve the parent relationship you always wanted, I think that might be a helpful one for you to go back to and have a listen. If it's something you're struggling with or have complicated feelings about when it comes to these celebratory parental days. I guess it's why I chose this week to talk about discarding, because it coincides with complicated feelings around days like Father's Day and Mother's Day, and how are you to love and celebrate your parents when they may have discarded you? How do you reconcile the feelings of anger that they did that to you, the sadness that they could do that to you, and the heartbreak of that inner child Just wanting their parents to love them. Some of you may have no idea what I'm even talking about. Discarding sounds very harsh. And I didn't discover this term until I started therapy. You may know this behavior as the silent treatment. But to me, it it never seemed like a strong enough word to describe how it felt to go through it. Discarding felt more validating. I would say the silent treatment is a common disciplinary tool in Asian households where parents would deliberately not engage in verbal or nonverbal communication with their children, completely ignore them in order to exert control, manipulate, or punish them. The silent treatment can be temporary or prolonged. Ranging from hours to days or even weeks. And as a child, you never know how long it's going to last. And you may not even know why it's happening. Then suddenly your parents act like nothing happened. And things go back to quote unquote normal. And nothing about what happened is acknowledged. And you are forced to move on or risk being ignored again. I think this behavior stems from that respect your elder" piece, their way or the highway, and also speaks to their emotional maturity. If they can't handle a situation, they just ignore it. But no matter what you call it or where it might stem from, it's just toxic behavior. The term discarding is for when things become more long-term, more of a pattern of neglect and abandonment. Not just one-off instances of the silent treatment. But exactly when the silent treatment turns into discarding is unclear. It's blurry. If your childhood was like mine, the silent treatment was a regular thing. It was your life. It was the constant tiptoeing and walking on eggshells, the constant cycle of fear, frustration, relief, over and over again. And that, to me, is discarding. That is not just the silent treatment. And it has serious effects on children. People who have not grown up with this behavior, who may experience it on the offhand occasion, may not quite understand the level of turmoil and the level of damage it can cause. They may understand the annoyance of it, but they may not grasp the significance and the magnitude of it when you constantly get this from your parents, these people who are meant to be your safe people. I still really struggle talking about it to this day. It still remains a very strong trigger for me when anyone ignores me, especially my toddler. I instantly get put into flight or fight mode because that is what I needed in order to survive my childhood. You go into a panic, you ignore these people back, or you yell and cry to get their attention. You do everything you possibly can to try and fix things, Make them talk to you again. Repair what you did wrong. Oh my God, what did I do wrong? Children require emotional connection and validation from their parents or caregivers to develop a sense of self worth, emotional regulation, and healthy attachment. It is a need, a necessity to have predictable, safe interaction. Most of you have probably heard of the still face experiment by psychologist Edward Tronick, where he studied how infants react in three different phases of interaction with their caregivers. First phase is an engaged interaction when parents are talking, laughing, smiling, holding, playing with their infant. Second phase is when these parents put on that still face, where there is no smiling, no eye contact, no talking, no movement, no engagement of any kind. And then thirdly, they see how infants react when caregivers re-engage again. It probably comes to no surprise that when caregivers disengaged, Infants became distressed, confused. They desperately try to regain attention. And then, of course, you see that sense of relief, that sense of joy coming back when their parents do re-engage again. When children grow up with the instability of constantly getting the silent treatment and not knowing or understanding why it is happening, they grow up feeling unloved, unworthy, anxious, unable to express emotions, unable to bond or build trust or have healthy, secure relationships with others. So, to me, that is so much more than just the silent treatment. It was, is discarding. It feels like you're being thrown away like your meaningless garbage whenever it suits others. You don't have enough value to even be acknowledged. And you only become valuable enough for acknowledgement when someone else decides so. I have very traumatic memories of being discarded by my mother. A significant example for me was her reading my diary and being mad at me for writing things like I hated her. I'd come home from school and she wouldn't acknowledge me, not even look at me. I wouldn't know why she was mad until she threw my ripped up, broken into diary at me. Making me feel guilty for her invading my privacy. Making me feel guilty for expressing my feelings for being a hateful and ungrateful daughter. And she would ignore me for days. I would have no idea when she would acknowledge me again. And this is probably why to this day, even though I love the idea of journaling, I hardly do it. Or I do it very vaguely and carefully so that it can't be used against me. And sure, perhaps I shouldn't be writing things like, I hate my mother. But we never had conversations after about why I would say such things, why it might not be okay, what things could I do instead of writing things like that, and we definitely did not have conversations on why or how her reaction or behavior was not okay. There was never any repair, no reconnection, no re-engagement really, other than the fact that she would just look at me and talk to me again. And during these moments of silent treatments, if my father was around, then she'd leave the house and leave it to my dad to look after me. If he wasn't around, then she'd still do the basic things to keep me alive, like cook, But she'd just leave food on the stove and I would have to fearfully inch toward the stove and put food on my plate and hope I don't get yelled at. Or she would throw a plate of food in my general direction like I was a begging dog. This behavior continued into my adulthood. She'd get upset about something that I would do in my own home with my own things, or she would think that I was talking about her even though I truly was not, and she would ignore me in my own home. It was infuriating, exasperating, exhausting to say the least, but that was our normal As a child, I had no choice but to accept this behavior because I relied on her to essentially keep me alive. And as you grow up, you don't realize that as you become an adult, you no longer have to accept this behavior from these people anymore because you no longer depend on them. It finally clicked for me Christmas of 2021. It clicked that I didn't have to put up with this behavior anymore that it truly was not okay, even if it's your family. The final straw was when her behavior started to negatively impact my daughter. Prior to that Christmas, you know, I had come to terms with the fact that I would always be treated that way, but I drew the line at my daughter. Long story short, My mother and I were having a conversation about some current struggles she was facing and it started to get heated. The conversation was escalating in front of my daughter. And so I told my mom we should pause. She did not. My daughter came closer to us because she was curious about what all the commotion was about. And so I just said to her, we are actually going to go to another room now and let grandma have some space. She innocently asked why, and my mother bent down to get at her level, and I would say that it was not in a a gentle way, but in a mad and aggressive way, and she shouted at her, because I'm angry, and F that, I completely lost my cool. I picked up my daughter, I screamed at my mother, telling her to never speak to my daughter like that again, I left the room screaming at the top of my lungs, hurling swears at her, and my god, could I have handled that better? One thousand percent. But I didn't have the skills then to handle that more gracefully. I was beyond mad, I was beyond in control, and I was letting my mother have it. Am I sorry I said awful things to my mother? Truthfully, not exactly. My regret was that I couldn't show my daughter better. That I likely contributed in making her scared and confused. And honestly, that I stooped to my mother's level. And that I also gave her, on a silver platter, what she exactly needed to continue with her narrative that I was a terrible daughter. After a few hours, when things cooled down, I tried to re-engage with her. But of course, I was back in the silent zone. She wanted nothing to do with me. For three days, while she was staying with me and my husband's family during Christmas. Absolutely dreadful experience. When she decided to acknowledge me again, I straight up told her that we were not going to pretend that what happened didn't happen, and we needed to discuss it in order to move forward. She denied the need to discuss it, declaring she did nothing wrong. I reiterated the inappropriateness of the way she spoke to her granddaughter. And she just shouted, fine, I'll never speak to her again then. My attempt to tell her that that was not what I wanted went unheard. Because again, I was back in the silent zone. And that is where I stayed. She didn't even look at me when we left for the airport to go back to Scotland. She didn't respond to any of my messages, any tries of video calls with my daughter, for six whole months. Now, you can't tell me then that that is not discarding. Now, I'm not saying that we got to this place Solely because of my mother. I obviously played a part and did some wrong things. But the fact is that she denies us the opportunity to reconcile by ignoring me. Since then, she has had health problems, moved out on her own, and has limited contact with most people. We don't know a lot about what's going on for her, But it's not from the lack of trying. A friend said to me, well, at least she's ghosting everyone, not just you. And I'm confused, like, is that supposed to make me feel better? I guess it would feel worse if she was only ghosting me? I don't know. You don't ghost your daughter. But hey. I guess that is her version of setting up a boundary. So I'ma respect that. You don't want me in your life. And despite the mess of feelings I have around it, it overall has given me the opportunity to grow and find peace now that I'm not part of your life. And it's the road that led us to being pretty much no contact because after six months of ignoring me, she decided to send me a random text message again, pretending like everything was okay, that six months just hadn't gone by. I maintained my position and my boundary that I was done accepting that behavior and restated in order for us to move forward with a relationship We needed to discuss what happened that Christmas. And so we are at a standstill. Because she refuses to have this conversation, and I refuse to just accept that. But this piece, this piece about going no or low contact, is a big thing, all on its own. And I'd like to get into that more next time. Growing up with regular silent treatment or being discarded, it was hurtful, confusing, hard. You're likely still dealing with the negative effects of it, even to this day. And it sucks. If you experience this, I'm sorry. You didn't deserve it. One million times over, you didn't deserve it. If you still experience it now, please realize you still don't deserve it. It is not okay for anyone, especially loved ones, to treat you this way. And you don't have to put up with it. Obviously, it is harder to set boundaries when you live with them or rely on them to care for your basic needs. But there are ways you can start preparing yourself to be in a better position, to get away from feeling stuck in that kind of chaos, and a way for you to find some peace. Talk about it more. Find your people that you can share this with. Find resources. Get help. Every situation is different. But if you need some help with finding a direction to start with, Please feel free to message me, and I'll do what I can to support. I'd like to end by sharing a poem I wrote after my mom discarded me this last time. It is called, No Longer Available. You say you can't give me what you were never given, but in this life, all our actions are choices. I choose to try to be the person I needed back then. Facts are facts. You were hurt. You have a hard life. It is hard to be you. But you hurt me too. Facts are facts. You're right. You weren't in control. All you saw was red, and all I saw was hate from the one who should have been the one to love me the most. I never understood. How could you? How could you see me and do what you did and believe it was the right thing to do? I didn't feel safe. I didn't feel loved. I didn't think I would make it through. Now that I'm on the other side, I fight every day to end the cycle with me. She will know. She will always know that she is loved, and never doubt how much she is loved. My arms will be a safe place to be, and in loving her better, I hope to love myself. I couldn't be the one to protect me, but I can and I must be the one to protect her. It's not easy, but how can I be there for her if I can't be there for me? I felt like I was never enough, like I never mattered. You left me first, and I matter enough to move on from where you left me behind. I used to want you so bad, but you couldn't see past your past to hold on to what you had, and I'm no longer available to be held captive by that. There's only so much blame to give until one has to see. You get in your own way sometimes. When nothing is your fault, there's no room to build. And I'm no longer available to hold on to that guilt. Maybe I'm not sorry that you're not worth the cost of me. And maybe these words will hurt you. But they are my truth and I'm finally ready. You loved me the way you could, I guess. You said you tried your best. I know not all days were bad. It's why I always came back. People will say I am wrong, that I should be the bigger person. They don't see that that's who I've been my whole life for you. But you were always the victim. There was nothing I could do, and I'm no longer available to be discarded by you. I do wish you well. I hope you find the happiness you couldn't find with me. I hope you realize where to look must be within yourself. You feel stuck, and I need to be free. Without you, there'd be no me, physically, emotionally, mentally. I would not be who I am today. So, thank you for showing me who I needed to be for life. This life that I choose to live to the fullest. This life that moves forward without your attention. No longer available vying for your affection. As always, thank you for sharing your time with me. I would love to connect with you on Instagram at Worthy Asian Podcast to hear any questions, ideas, or stories you have. And if you'd like a space to be able to share, receive, or give support, please join and help build our community in the Worthy Asian Facebook group. If you found this podcast helpful, please subscribe, share, or leave a review so more people can find us. I'll be back in two Mondays. So until then, take care, talk soon, and much love from a fellow worthy Asian.